Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, folks, thanks for joining me and Pastor Don Bertelson today as we are sharing about family. Yesterday I shared out of Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, Moses' words talking about having wonderful memories, and we're going to continue. So pray with me. Our Lord and Savior, we give you thanks for a great day. This is the day you've made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Bless us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as I talked yesterday about not forgetting memories, to remember what God has done for us, uh, we need to speak often of God's hand in our lives because, man, we have. I just had a. I just had a text, uh, Don, while we were we were talking from one who who says, uh, you know, talking about some struggles they've been having. And she said, we need to claim victory. We need to claim God's victory that the enemy would have no part of being. And then she said, may the Holy Spirit of God be your strength and your weakness. Lord God, make it so. And the enemy will not win is what she just told me. Yeah. And I said, amen. And I said, I'd be praying for her son who is having some struggles. And then she said, we are claiming victory in our Savior Jesus. And that's, folks, that's exactly what... The Word of God here is talking about is claiming victory from Old Testament to New Testament. Even today, we're in the Old Testament. We have a New Testament passage. It'll probably be later in the week that I'm going to be sharing. But, uh, you know, we need to talk to our family about the goodness of God. One thing growing up in my family, I was fortunate, Don, because, of course, you know my father. In fact, you name the Oregon Trails Gymnasium is named after after my father because he pastored there for 17 years. But my father and mother, they talked about goodness. They talked about God all the time. I, can, I can't tell you how many times I walked in that my dad is crying and weeping on the phone, praying for somebody in the church. Yeah. Just It was constant. It was, it was an, like an everyday occurrence. And Well, he brought such a peace to people. I remember he was in the hospital one of the first times, and I was coming down to, to meet him. I stood at the little nurse's desk there, and I, and I said, well, um, you know where I'm? Um, Pastor, door, and all of a sudden I hear this voice booming down the hallway. Praise the Lord God! I said, "Never mind. I know the room he's at." I went in there. He had all the nurses around him, yeah. and he had his hands up, and he was praying for the nurses. Oh yeah, yeah. That's my dad, and I. I was raised with that. Am I fortunate? Yes, I am, and I. You know, I know more fortunate than many, many people. You know, but we need to show our families how God watches over us and talk about the victories. There's been so many victories. I mean, I would never have been in Vancouver, Washington, if it wasn't for victory because I had just uh, got promoted to a head baseball coach position. It was a great position for a 23 year old guy. And I was just, it was amazing. I had everything laid out. We used to have the best team that team had ever had. And they ended up, by the way, having that. But I got called that week right before the season started. To Vancouver, and I prayed about it diligently because I didn't want to. My earthly flesh says, You finally grew up coaching little legginess, and now you're coaching high school kids, and you finally got the great job, and you're going to do this. You know, that's my flesh. But yeah. God is saying, What a great opportunity. You're going to go to one of the fastest growing churches of God in the in the nation and, uh, and to be tutored under there. You know, and I finally, after a week of fasting, praying, and and and, and fleecing, God showed me that I should leave, and it was a tough decision. Yeah. But the best—it shaped my life. Yeah. It changed my life, you know. And Don, you—you you yeah. first came to Idaho out of it. You were in Bakersfield, Bakers, California. Bakersfield, California. And so, yeah. how did that come about? Well, that came about with the time that I had taken over a, a church that had a church split, and it was kind of my first ministry. And I had six retired pastors sitting in that as I was learning to 
to take over. I was the youth pastor there, and they asked me to fill in for a while. And so I did, but I, I was working with kids, so I wasn't really preaching on a regular basis. Three of those pastors are actually retired pastors from that church. And so, but there was one mentor guy that just put his arm around me and guided me and directed me. And I felt like after five, six years there that we'd brought him to a point, we were debt-free. It was time. And I wanted to raise my kids in a, in a smaller area. And we got the opportunity to come to Idaho. And that was, it's been a blessing. I mean, for my kids now, they were real small when we got, this is home. And yeah. this is home for us too. I mean, Portland's home, but this is still home too. And I can tell you, Pastor Don can really bring it. This guy, he's got a gift of preaching, and he knows the Word of God inside out, and he's such a blessing to have. He teaches our seniors, or we call it the Joy Group, on Tuesdays, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. when we're rolling. Yeah, when we're rolling. When we're rolling. We've been off for about two, three weeks, yeah. and we haven't discussed the future uh, yet, but it's uh, it's coming. Probably uh, if things don't turn, we'll probably offer uh, again this uh, Some. January sometime. But uh that's yet to be said. Well, you know, the important thing is, in, in, in Moses comes back and says this in Deuteronomy 6, 5, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. You know, serving God, Don, isn't just a part-time job. No. It's not, well, hey, it's Sunday, it's time to serve God. Yeah, we click our time cards yeah. and go in, and we click them out, and we go, and we worry about where we're going to have lunch. and right. You know, it isn't, and so many people treat it that way. So many yeah. people treat church as a ritual. It's almost, honestly, like communion. There's some people, they get yep. communion uh, time comes. It's not sacred. No. It's not important. It's just, that's just what we do. We take communion every Sunday in our church, and that's we do it because we, it says, as often as you do this, remember me. Yeah, the and remember then, me again is the key. Yeah, the remember me is a key. And, and so, I mean, I, I, we have it available every Sunday for you know, anybody that would like it, but we serve it usually once a month corporately, but we try to instill in people the importance of remembering what that's all about. It's a very sacred time. I don't like it when people are talking or things are going on. Yep. I want it to be a sacred time where they remember the Lord and they're right with God, and he says, don't take this unless you're right with me. Yeah, that relationship. You know? and we have, a, we have a thing here of modern day to take the things that Jesus turned into relationships back into rituals which he wanted, it's about our relationship with him. We examine our hearts. Paul said, examine ourselves. Yeah, that's what he says, you know, yeah. yeah. Corinthians, yep. Yeah. Oh, examine, think where you're at. There's yeah. time in my life uh, that I didn't take communion because I just I, I was not living perfect life. I mean, I, I've never lived perfect life, yeah. but I, I was just making some poor choices. Yeah. And I didn't feel right taking communion. I stepped out of that, and I just, uh, I, want, I want to be right with God. You know, the Bible says we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's none of us that are perfect. We've all dealt with things. I don't care if you're the strongest Christian on the planet. You have dealt with sin and, and have sinned in your life. You know, maybe it's an attitude. Maybe it's a circumstance. I don't know what it is. But thank the Lord for his amazing grace that has saved us, that he, that he has gone to the cross for each one of us, that we could have life and have it eternal, and we don't have to sit there. Now, would it would be pretty horrible having to look over your shoulder every moment of your day. Oh, I wonder if I did this right. I wonder if yes. I did that right. Did I think right? Oh, what this thought come in my mind? Oh, am I going to hell? I mean, you know, sure. I can't imagine. That isn't the way God laid no. it out. It isn't the way the Word of God laid it out. No, that's the freedom and in Christ that a, we have, that right. we have a relationship with Him, that He walks daily with us. And, you know, with this scripture, love the Lord your God with all your heart. So the Moses taught in the, the early church, that was something everybody did in their morning and evening prayers. I recited what the Shema or Shema, I don't know uh -huh. exactly how it's but the whole Deuteronomy 6, and that's my opening thing. I get up in the morning, and I 
I say that to myself to remind me that's what I need to do during my day right. because I know I have to drive to Cloverdale and Boise from Caldwell and the traffic's going to drive me crazy. So I need to make sure I say those. Would you move? It would have, if somebody listener out there had a house that they'd give you, would you move over here? There you Probably. go. Probably. Okay, there you are. So find Don a house and say, yeah. Don, we want to gift this to you. I'd love to have him over in Boise. Yeah. But he's got a pretty good situation over there. He lives yeah. over by the hospital, hospital there in Caldwell. And, yeah, uh, my wife and son, they're both in the school district teaching. Yeah. So it's, um, it's, it's not a bad situation other no. than the drive, but you've been pretty... Yep. Used to it, I think. Yeah, I have a good boss, and if I get there 10 minutes late, he's not yelling at me. So. I know. I'll probably have to help you get another car down the line just because <laughs> yeah. of putting all these miles on it. But I guess we'll do what we have to do because yeah. I want to keep you around for a long time. Well, we must keep God alive in our lives is a point that I had wrote down. And and we, just, we need God alive, not just, like I said, a thought, not just a Sunday whim, but alive and living for him, walking with him every single day. In Judges chapter 2, verse 10, it says, After that, a whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors. Another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Well, I thought this, thought this was kind of interesting, Don, because Moses and Joshua led the people into the promised land. Moses, of course, didn't get to end of the promised land. Mm-hmm. He died on the mountain. But uh, Joshua did. But, and so they watched, these guys watched the power of God all those years, 40 years yep. roaming around there. They saw the power of God. God was teaching them all along the road. So they make it to the promised land, flowing with milk and honey. It's just like, kind of like our Hawaii, I guess. It's just beautiful, <laughs> yes. something that was just amazingly beautiful. But the generation passed, and all of a sudden, they turned their yeah. back on God. God yeah. was no longer a part. Yeah, it's been said that four generations you can lose whatever you had in that first generation. If you had 100% positive with Jesus and you only share half of it with your next generation, they only have 50% to share to the next, which is 25. And by the fourth generation, it's gone. And, and you have this where Joshua stands at the end of his time going, guys, you know, you wavered between two decisions. What are you going to do? You're going to go back to the way? You're going to live the way God does. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yeah, yeah. But that happens so often. That is so often. And we had that... Uh list on a wall as me and my house will serve the lord we, we have, have that in our, our house too. too yeah and in my dad's house growing up and you know hey we got a choice and folks life is a choice and the family's a choice it's a choice how you raise your family do you encourage your kids to go to church or do you say well you know they they make their own decisions they're 12 13 years old folks i'm telling you what you need to have your kids in the house of god and we're already we're living in a generation where where youth they grow up the youth group and youth are great they're doing a great job and all of a sudden, after youth, they 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 flee. Yes. We've got to, in one of my points this next year, which I'm going to be sharing with a, one of the pastors coming. Him and I have already talked about this, is to make some kind of plan to try to keep our youth once they graduate. Mm-hmm. Yep. They you know, and they feel like there's no place because a lot of the a lot of the college aides are just there's not a lot of places, a lot of places for them. But you know, they have to make a decision. Yeah, they stay home or they come. Hey, you know what? We have to do some things to help enamor that and help them say, hey, look, we've got a place for you. Yep. And that was my job in Vancouver, Washington. I was a singles pastor, and anybody graduated 18 to 30, they were in our group. We had a big group, and they moved forward in life. And so that's one of our goals this year is to really get have that come alive and uh, right. keep our kids because we got a lot of youth in our church. That sure is. It's a great So many decisions for them. Do they go to college? What job are they going to do? What are, the, what are their relationships going to have the church there with the given influence of Jesus through that decision process would be incredible. 
Yeah, it would. Well, hey, guess what? We're out of time again. Again, went quick. I guess I'll have you join me tomorrow, right? All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, good enough, folks. Hey, go out and make a difference. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.